0: You're listening to Intentional Optimists, the podcast for unconventional leaders, where you'll find inspiration, learn to discover and develop your own strengths, and hear from inspiring women just like you who are making a difference in their community. Who knows? You just might find yourself stepping up as the next unconventional leader right where you are. I'm your host, Andrea Johnson, the original Intentional Optimist. There's a whole lot of talk out there about being a servant leader. You can find thousands of pages written on this subject, but sometimes it's easier to learn from someone who actually lives it. Well, I found someone just for you. Julia Roberts has over 28 years of experience working in the mortgage services industry where she helps individuals and families achieve their dreams of home ownership. She's a mom of two, grandmother of three, and is truly driven to help people. For her, it's not about the numbers. It's about using her knowledge to find the exact solutions that people need. A habitual volunteer, always striving to give back to her community, she uses her gift of financial knowledge to advocate for groups that need someone else to speak for them. I can't wait for you to meet her. Here's Julia. Okay, Julia, here we are. I'm so excited that you're at my house and I can see you. I can see your smiling face. Welcome to Intentional Optimists.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And again, I I feel the same way, face <laughs> to face, even though we're not we are six feet apart, but we are looking at each other and smiling at each other and it feels good.
0: It does. And I listen to a lot of podcasts where they have multiple hosts or they have guests and When you're in the same town and you can do it in face-to-face fashion, it just makes such a difference. Um, We're not dealing with Zoom, so my son upstairs doing his schoolwork will not affect, other than maybe being loud, will not affect our ability to be able to do our interview. So I'm really excited, and you and I have kind of walked a journey For a while together. and Yes. And so I have just given our listeners a little bit of an intro on you and told you a few things that I appreciate about you. But why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, what's your background, um, how we know each other, that kind of thing.
1: So I'm going to try to keep this short. I could, of course, I could talk all day because... I'm a talker and I'm a people person. We both are. Yeah. So um, a little bit about me. I was raised right here locally and have stayed local pretty much my entire life. I um, am blessed with two beautiful children, three beautiful grandchildren, a wonderful husband, and um, I'm blessed to have a great job, work with great people and have great friends and family. I have been in finance my entire life. I've, I've, yeah, I tell people, they ask me, I've been in it over 30 years. I got in it when I was five. I
0: go. yes. yes absolutely.
1: <laughs> and um, I, but the driver has always been to help people. I, I, I think in, you know, God gives us all gifts. Mm. And if you'd have told me when I was 15, 20, even, that I was going to be in finance, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, but it's not about that. It's about solutions. Mm. It's not about being a, an accountant or numbers or... It's knowing what I do and trying to know it as well as I can and trying to use that knowledge just to find solutions for people. And and I've progressed. I've not. I'm in the mortgage business currently, been there over five years, but I've been in banking so long, so I... I have such a vast background of knowledge Mm. in that industry that I find solutions outside the box. I don't know just about mortgages, but I know about other things that help feed into a total solution for a a customer or a friend.
0: Or an organization. (laughs) And so I guess I, and we've talked for, intimately talked for and, and detailed talked for a, over a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I understood that your entire career was in finance. Mm-hmm. So, okay.
1: Started with Bank of America. I worked for them for 18 years. Uh, then I left there and went to a community bank in Charlottesville for nine years in uh, operations and sales. And then uh, transitioned and opened a branch here in uh, locally in Green for United Bank, and was there until I had this super offer f- uh, from a great friend of mine who'd worked for Fulton Mortgage for her entire career. Okay, um, and was retiring and wanted me to take over. And although I hated to leave United, they are one of the best companies I've ever worked for. Um, it just was a very smart move for personally for me and my family sure. to do what I'm doing now.
0: Okay. So what we talk about on this podcast is leadership and how you are an uncommon, uh, unconventional leader, and I kind of knew that right off the bat because every time I would start a conversation with you, it would be a, well, I'm not available to that because I have this thing, and it was a nonprofit, or this thing, a board of something, or this thing, the chamber of commerce, or the. So why don't you give me a little background in that particular area because I think That's something that, in my mind, makes you a little bit more unconventional because there are a lot of people who want to serve and do that through the banking industry and help people find mortgages and solutions and that kind of thing. But you do so much more than that.
1: Well, and some people say I'm a habitual volunteer. Some um, people, yeah. It's funny we, we are on board.
0: <laughs> me, 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 me. Well,
1: they you know, and they see me, they're like, "Oh, I just saw you yesterday at a board meeting." But um, so here is how this came about: being that uh, most of the financial institutions I've worked for have been existing in a community, and they're usually a large part of that community. We I always tried in my positions with those institutions to give back to the communities I was in, uh, whether that be volunteer hours by staff or donations for whatever need was there. Um, I just thought it was important to give back to the communities that you, that you serve sure. as, as a business. So that led me to, I think getting on my first board uh, yeah gosh, I'm going to say 20 years ago. Mm just because I was involved in the community. And so they thought that I'd have a level expertise on the finance side to bring to that board. Loved it. Very engaged. Uh, Again, I think giving back um, is, is essential to the community Mm -hmm. you live in. I just, whether it's, you know, proximity is 10 miles or 25 miles, I just think you need to give back to the community that gives to you. So uh, therefore, it's it's led me to, again, serving on the Economic Development Board, serving on the Chamber of Commerce, uh, being involved even with a uh, regional Chamber of Commerce and um, the care clinic in Green, which is uh, of the free clinic. And, uh, you know, I could go uh, Ark of the Piedmont, which serves uh, physically and m- mentally uh, disabled folks. I mean, I just think all of those... They're close to my heart. Uh, I believe, again, that they need folks that understand what they do and to speak for them. And hopefully what I do as part of those boards is I help get their word out, what they do, who they serve, how can they help in the communities that I serve in.
0: Okay, so these are organizations that may or may not have marketing in place. I mean, I just, I just did another interview, um, recently with a friend who goes in and actually helps do the actual organizational structure in nonprofits. And she's a, she's a little bit like you, but in, you know, she comes in and does like organizational work with them and helps them get systems in place and maybe make it go from just a strictly volunteer to this is how we do really make it a nonprofit. Um, but it sounds like you go in more, here, tell me if I'm not hearing this right, you go in more on the board and then help be more of a resource and a community megaphone advocate. and advocate. Because mm-hmm. that's that's a word I would use for you. As a matter of fact, we joke on this podcast about, I'm a disc consultant. <laughs> I want to say, is an advocate the name of your particular disc combination? I don't remember. It sure is. Or is it advisor? It, it is advisor. advisor. It's advisor. No, you're right. It's, but, but,
1: but good connection. But yeah, I you know, again, I use, you know, my gift of finance and my background along with uh, monetary donations. I do try to give back to mm-hmm. these uh, because they do. A lot of these folks only uh, in organizations only survive on donations from the public. Right. So I, I try to do that side. And again, as you said, go out in the community and speak on behalf of them and and tell about the good works they do. Because as you know, even with a lot of people, individuals, it's the same with organizations. They do
0: a lot of good, but they never talk about it. Yes, we know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... But one of the reasons people get into nonprofit work is to serve. And a lot of times it's not for profit because they don't want to toot their horn and they don't want the accolades that come with that. So having people like you that are advocates can come in and actually help them accomplish what they need to accomplish because you're filling in a role that they may not have. Yeah, I like that. That's a lot. Um, I think you do this on a personal level as well. <clears throat> I don't, and I'm speaking specifically of of me. <laughs> well, you know me because you're my, you're my
1: coach in real life. And so... So, you, so
0: disclosure, um, Julia is my first coaching client. Um, and... I know firsthand, both as her coach and as her friend, um, how she encourages people to step into their gifts. And so when we look at what intentional optimism is and unconventional leadership, you are really good at helping other people figure out what their gifts are and stepping into them. You, Julia, have been somebody who has mentored me in even just being a coach because you knew you wanted a coach and you needed a coach. And that's just your servant heart is to help other people develop.
1: Well, that Andrea, but if you've never had a coach and a lot of people haven't, I've, uh, I've been blessed with the companies that I've been with that they've offered coaching as part. So I've, I've done this several times. If, you need a coach on your side. You need someone mm. on your side. Those of you who are out there in business, or even in a, pro, a very stressful position, um, and maybe it's even just a home that is stressful. Um, or you're trying to figure out, as you said, your side hustle along with your family. A coach is someone who steps outside, looks at the picture from a 360, you know, view, and and is not is going to tell you the facts. And if you don't have that person there to tell you, it's so easily, it's so easy, not easily, but it's, it's so easy to get uh, your focus mm. turned. As we know, you know, everything today is squirrel, you're, 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 <laughs> right. you're on to the next thing before you even finished your sentence. Yes. And, um, that's what, it, you know, Andrew, you've been able to help me, you know, make sure I stay on focus with what my goals are. And, and it's hard with me
0: because I change up so Frequently, you know, you always see a place to serve. Yeah, my and we joke about that Mm -hmm. being a squirrel, but sometimes really good things are things that pull us off our track.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, folks need someone, right? And I encourage anyone who doesn't have that person in their life that they can use as a sounding board. Whether it's you know once a week, once a month,
0: whatever that check in is, you you need that person. It helps to have a, an objective party right? that can stand outside, like you said, and hold the mirror up. I will I will never forget, the, one of the most rewarding moments, and I actually turned this into a Facebook post, was you said to me, oh, you always bring me back to myself. I'm like, that's my job. I love it. It makes me happy. So um, this wasn't necessarily meant to be a, hey, isn't coaching great right. interview, but I wanted to make sure that we highlighted in you how, even if it's something for you, you were still helping somebody else, right? So this is very much outward focused. And um, so let's take a trip back and find okay. out when your um, earliest memory of being a leader is. Like, um, I joke with another one that she was like three years old and she well, said, no, actually it was five, but <laughs> tell me your earliest memory. Tell me you your know, story. it's funny because you asked me this
1: question and <laughs> like, it, and I thought I had thought about it because you know I've, I've used it in context of when was I actually able to help mm. you know someone maybe in my adult life but it's not I go back to that that person who said they were three or five I I again I have, uh, my family is, is so great my mom is such a strong woman um she's raised five strong uh, girls um, with myself being the baby oh. and um Not much of a baby anymore, but anyway, uh, you know, I I can remember her encouraging me at a very young age. You know, I'm going to say five years old. You know, I was leading. You know, uh, I can remember being in Sunday school. uh, Her taking us to church and being in Sunday school and wanting to lead songs and wanting to you know to do things like that. Wait a minute, you lead music. No, 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 no. Are you sure? No. Remember, my husband doesn't even allow me to sing in the shower. It's that bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I can remember wanting, you know, I wanting, you know, it was just wanting to to push people and, and hmm. sing sing with me, let you know, read verses of whatever it was. And it and it happened and again, when you have you live in a house with six women and my father. Uh, you have to find your place in that because you can get yeah. lost very easily. Mm. Uh, so that was, but I, you know, it was very young age and, and I, even through elementary school, and I know this is silly to talk about, I want it to be the safety patrol. You That's know? not silly to you know, talk about. You know, you know so. It so,
0: speaks 100% to your service and helping people.
1: Right. So, you know, it started in elementary school, safety patrol, you know, middle school, you know we uh, my best friend who was my husband's sister but you know we were cheerleaders together all through we you know we are captains co-captains mm. high school same thing uh and i've just always i you know i want to say i've i've not been scared to step out there and mm. and even if i didn't know what i was doing like sure. today podcast have i ever done that no never done that. but <laughs> You know, but you we're learn- just having a conversation. Well, not just that. <laughs> How do you ever know what you like and what you dislike unless you go do it? Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. High school. I was uh, when I graduated, I was uh, class president and had to give a speech at graduation. Mm. Pff, would I've ever thought I'd be able to do that? No, but I did it, and it's just, I, you know, I, I, I do it, and I don't think about it. Mm. And for a lot of people, I know that's hard because they don't like being in front of people and all. I just
0: never minded. it. I love people. I'm such a people person. Mm, Right. And that, I mean, you just want to serve people. I do. It's like, that's the theme. It's your theme song. (laughs) So all the way back to really young, somehow somebody nurtured that in you.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Do you think it was from your mom? Or do you, because you said she was a really strong lady who raised five strong women? Or do you think it had something to do with being, like you said, finding your place in the youngest, as the youngest of those? Yeah. Or was it just a, multi- a multi-level thing?
1: Yeah, I, I think, again, I think we all have to have role models. And, you know, it's tough now because a lot of us have... Uh, Families, you know, that aren't together, and for whatever reason, have to move or be apart. And I think it's always important as a child to have a role model uh, for my kids because I, I was divorced when my kids were very young, uh, four years old. That my father was was their male role model most of the time growing up because we lived next door to them. Uh, so I just I think finding and so my my two girls are very independent hmm. and I wouldn't call them that they want to be leaders but they certainly are very independent and they can live on their own and take care of themselves which mm-hmm. I think is so important um as women so um in in that in that uh I will say that it's just something that you need to have a role model and you need and you need to push yourself
0: yeah Well, and I think that part of what I'm trying to do is redefine what it means to be a leader because your girls have children and we want to say things like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom or I'm just a mom. But um, one of them, my understanding is one has a job and children. The other one has been able to stay home Mm -hmm. with children. But either way, they're leading in their families. And if they're very independent, they're leading, right? That's – and – the goal here is to recognize that leadership comes in every shape, size, and form at every level in any circumstance.
1: They are, and again, I think I meant to say they don't call themselves leaders. There's yeah, the key. they don't call themselves leaders, or they don't want to be a leader, but they are. They are by what they do yes. every day, as you said at right. home and in the things that they do.
0: Well, and I want to make sure that everybody understands. In order to be a leader, you don't have to be the one giving the class president speech. You could be the one that did the yearbook till midnight the night before. Nobody knew it, right? I mean, that's still leading. It's leading in your own unique gift set and your own unique way. And I think that's really important. Um, So let's move on. Um, Knowing that you could lead from a very, very young age, surely in order to get from a single mom with two little girls, like the age of four, to where you are today, what are some practices or what is a leadership principle? You said push myself, and there's role models, but surely there's something. Most of us have some kind of personal leadership principle that we kind of apply daily in our lives. And if so, how do you apply it?
1: Well, and, and you and I t- have talked about this, but <clears throat> you know, so many times uh, when you're in that situation, which was very tough, I'll tell you, um, you know, I always. Knew that God was going to provide for me, period. That ultimately, you know. So what, in turn, that made me do was never stop, never give up. N- you know, even when work was, you know, going haywire, or you know, one of my daughters was having difficulty in school because ultimately she had um, ADHD issues, hmm. and that I'm were familiar. Un- yeah, and that were <laughs> undiagnosed, and so you know. Life throws things at you all the time, and it's how you handle that and come out on the other side. And again, there's no book. I've looked for it. There is no book. There's no book on raising kids. There's no book on to tell you how to do your job. There's no book to tell you how to, to supervise your home life. There's, you know, there's nothing that's going to tell you you just have to have faith, do the right thing, um, and persevere. You know, I, I can't tell you how important it is not to throw your hands in the air. Even though I've said it many times, I'm ready to throw my hands in the air.
0: Mm. It, and we don't mean to praise throwing our hands in the air. Is no, <laughs> for it's, you it's not, people, hallelujah. Is not hallelujah. It's not hallelujah. Throwing it, our hands in the air is I'm done.
1: Yes, and right? and, and
0: people do that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, we have conversations in this house where my 11 and a half year old, almost 12 year old, will say, "I'm done. I'm out of here." I'm like, I I don't know that you have that.
1: Ability. <laughs> I, you know, I deal with a lot of uh, <clears throat> women in my profession, of course, now with mortgages, and they call me, and for whatever reason, they've, they've had credit issues. And they're like, I'll never be able to get a house. And I'm mm. like, whoa, 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 whoa. We <laughs> don't never say never. We never say never. Um, we make a plan. And that plan may be six months. It may be six years. Mm. But if you have a plan and you stick to it and do everything you can, uh, through adversity, you can meet your goals. So mm-hmm. that's so you're just a one planner,
0: example. oh, to a fault. Okay, some people will tell you. So that's that kind of feeds into the how do you apply this principle? You plan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and <laughs> to a fault, mm-hmm. no, you can never have too many plans. So I'm gonna normally I ask people, what is your best habit or ritual that? Um, because as you do personal growth, and when we talk about personal growth, there have to be some habits. Or some rituals or things that we do or mindsets that we have that actually help us stay on top of our goals Mm -hmm. and present in all of that. So um, are you just, is that your thing? Is that planning does that or is there another one for you?
1: Uh, Well, there you know, there's a couple of facets of life that you have to take care of and, and you... You're the one who brings me back to these when I get uh, a little bit off course, but um, you know you have to put your priorities in order, and you always and it, it's not a bad idea as as a coach might tell you is to write them down. You know, God, family, work. What are your priorities? Health? Mm-hmm. Where do and where do your where do each of your priorities lie, and are you focusing on those every day? So I think it's important. Number one for you you know, if you want to be a good leader, and you want to be successful, um, you've got to know what your goals are, and what your priorities are in your life, and you got to be working toward those. And you got to keep focused on that. Because again, with in today's society, it's so easy for something to happen in one aspect of your life for it to just pull the rest of it down um, and, and take your eye off of You know, those are the other things that you can be focused on. And maybe my personal life is in the tubes, but that doesn't mean I can't still focus on my health, Mm -hmm. still focus on my family and, and, uh, you know, and praise God for the gifts I do get.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So I hear you say um, priorities and let's break apart like how you would do that because the other thing we work on is the values, which is what I usually bring you back to, Mm -hmm. um, which is your core values. Um, And for you, those are things like your family and um uh but what are how do you bring yourself back to those things cuz when i'm not around what how what do you do on a daily basis i know you have like notebooks and i
1: do i you know and i tell you another thing is uh you know i put things on your mirror it, 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 most people are visual people and so if you have things written down notes or whatever that is You know, it's, you see it, you think it, you know it, you say it. It's just all right there. It's just like the old adage you hear people say, out of sight, out of mind. Oh, yes. Um, So I think, I think that's so true. I think you can say it and say it and say it, but it's, you know, put a list on your mirror where you get ready in the morning. Um, And a lot of times I know affirmations sometimes Mm -hmm. when I get so wound up in my life that I'm like, I just, I, you know, I, I'm just no good at this anymore. I don't even know why i do this. I, I am good at this. I, I did a good job yesterday. I'm going to do a good job today. I'm going to do all I can do for everyone that I can do. So, again, I think um, you need to post it somewhere where you can see it. You've got to tell yourself. Because if you tell yourself, your, your mind's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, back to the old adage, when you tell a child over and over again that they're stupid or mm-hmm. that they are a bad child, they're going to start believing it. You can't do that. It doesn't it change in adulthood. Um, what you hear is what you think. So if you hear yourself tell yourself the positive things, that everyone has positive things. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. And it may be hard to dig for them. I, I find that occasionally. But, um, again, I think that's the best routine I can tell you is to put your priorities in order in what you're struggling with Keep a little, keep a little note, and and look at it, and make sure what am I not on target for? What do I need to be focused on today? Maybe today it's not work. Maybe today it's my health.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, just adjust that every right. day. Right. Okay. So um, your mirror is covered with stuff.
1: Um. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Right now, <laughs> it, it it it. I have one sticky note up right now. Okay. That's it. You know, I feel. Oh,
0: you're in a good place. I, I
1: am in a good place. Things are
0: are. You know, I again. I we'll have to you talk better. about putting sticky notes up there to get you in like an even better place. Okay. okay. <laughs> I wanted to share and point out that while I'm sitting here talking to you, you sound extremely positive. You sound like a leader. You sound like somebody who really is a go-getter, and you've done all these things. And yet, the one thing you mentioned there, and I want everybody to hear that, is that on the days when I think... I can't do this anymore or on the days that I think I'm terrible at this, or I just, I'm not going to make it. Everybody has those thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they, they just happen and life happens. And I think it's beautiful to say, even when those things happen, this is how I turn it around. So those are extremely helpful.
1: Well, on those days too, I look at my kids or my grandkids and I'm like, because I've said my entire life, and I know this is a little crazy, but if, when I die, the one thing, if, if people can't say anything else about me, I want to be known as a great mother and a great grandmother. Mm. Um, you know, my, I, I want to do the right thing always for my kids and my grandkids and, Um, I've expanded on that, but don't get me wrong. That is, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just really important to me that I, I present myself as a good mother Mm. to my kids, a good role model. And, um, you know, that's just, that's just very important to me. So that's what I focus on when I'm down on myself. Mm -hmm. I've raised these girls pretty much by myself Mm. and they're adults now. Okay. I'm very proud of that.
0: What I like to look for is in every individual, there are things that kind of point us in certain directions. How would somebody look at their life? Maybe they've started to work, or maybe they're still younger and they're still in school, but they're just not sure what they want to do. What are some things that When you describe your desire for service and wanting to help people, um, what are some green flags instead of red flags to keep you away from something? What are some green flags that you would say to this person, to this younger woman, or even an older woman who wants to like pivot and do something new? I feel this, therefore that thing might be a good fit for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think at any age, number one, and I'll say this out loud too if you go to, if you get, a, get up every day and go to work and say, I hate my job, you need to look for another job. Preach. Okay. You need to go do something else. And there's something else out there for you. Everyone needs to find their passion. I will admit, again, if you told me I'd be doing finance, you many years ago, I told you you were crazy. I'm never going to do that. But I have found a way to work that profession into my passion right. which is helping people. So find out what you enjoy. What do you like to do? You know, maybe maybe it's running. You know, maybe you can start a running club. Maybe you can coach um kids to get out and move. You know, smaller kids. Maybe you know, it's you can do so much with with just something simple. It doesn't have to be earth-shattering or changing but it may be earth-shattering or changing to one person, right? Or to, to to a family or whatever that is. You know, maybe it's food, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's um. You know, it's, there's just so much out there. You but you first have got to figure out what makes you happy on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, when whether it's in your job or maybe your job's okay and there's just a little something missing. Maybe. Um, get involved. Find something, again, you enjoy doing. Maybe it's gardening. Maybe you can do a community garden. I don't, you know, I, I can't help you find that because no one knows what you truly like except for you. Um, and maybe your help back from doing that for some reason. Um, it may be a book club. It may be a podcaster. <laughs> you know, it just, it's just, it's so, the world has provided us so many avenues to, to trail down, especially the younger generation with technology and things like that. I'll be at first to admit I'm not the best technology person. Um, but I see these younger people and it affords them so much opportunities, the technology savviness, um, that they use daily that boy, they could help other people. It kind of
0: opens the doors. Yes. The much larger, wider world. Um, so if somebody wanted to, <clears throat> let's be more specific to kind of what you do as okay. far as helping people. Right. And because your area is finance, let's say there is somebody who may be working in a bank and just kind of doesn't enjoy it, but maybe feels this same tug and thinks, oh, well, I had, it never really occurred to me that I could work in a bank or for a financial institution and actually see that as my passion to help people um number one what would those things be and then what advice would you give them to actually move in that direction because this is two very different things one is in general and then one let's go specific. right so here's
1: what i'll tell you if if that is it find someone like myself sit down and talk to them this is what i like this is what i don't like um one of there's three young ladies that work in the in our bank branch and um one of them is she's expiring to just run her career. She wants to go do stuff. Mm. And, and she's kind of limited here and she's limited. I, you know, just her and I sitting down and talking about my experience with finance and what I think she should be doing and what she should be learning and what classes she could be taking on the side, things to further her career. It's finding someone, um, and, and a mentor. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. It's finding someone who you just need to talk about it and tell them. I, I'll tell you, my youngest daughter works for one of the hospitals here in Charlottesville and um she wants to progress in her career. Her manager doesn't want her to because she loves her where she is, because she does such a good job and the manager, you know, doesn't have a lot of stress. Mm. Um I think it's important as leaders, you know, our job is to take the folks that work for us. Or are around us and to make them better people and to ask, you know, and to put them in, in the jobs that they're meant to be and to promote them, mm-hmm. whether that's personally career, whatever, that's our job, right. especially as women. It's to pro- promote other women, um, you know, because you're doing a disservice to yourself and, and to the growth of these, these, these young ladies that want to grow.
0: Right. And it, I've said, if you go back and listen to the earlier podcasts in this in this season, um, <clears throat> you'll hear me say things like, "We are on the cusp of some amazing growth in women's leadership," and I think the simple fact that everything is going virtual right now, and it's giving us the opportunity to get involved in ways that circumvent the traditional leadership role. That's why I call us unconventional leaders as women. We're almost, that almost already qualifies us as unconventional leaders because we are circumventing that, that current traditional role and, you know, to be, to be in 2020 and whatever your political views are or not, for us to have not yet had a woman, I mean, Great Britain did it how many years ago in either the vice president or the president's seat? Um, It's just crazy to me, you know, so... I think we have a lot of opportunity here to really kind of start a revolution. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. So I love your idea of getting a mentor. Talk to a mentor. So that's your first thing. Talk to a mentor and maybe just investigate opportunities or...
1: You know, again, you you know, the important thing is to stay safe. We are ladies and yeah. there are people who want to take advantage. So, right. you, you know, you, you want to be very careful about how you go about doing this, but you... you reach out, reach out to me, reach out to Andrea. Um, even if you just want a little direction or you, you want to communicate with someone. And uh, I can't, you know, express to you how many moms now call me uh, that have daughters, my daughter's age. And they're like, they want to buy a house. What, what do I do? Mm. What do I tell them? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it, it's just reaching out to folks that you know are uh, professionals with the advice that you need and experienced And, uh, you, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, when people know what they're talking about and Mm -hmm. know if they want to help, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. But again, um, I, I will tell you though, to be careful because there are a lot of people out there that, um, maybe like to talk, um, but. Yeah. Sometimes aren't focused on you.
0: Well, that's and that's a really good segue because uh, I want to make sure people know how to find you. And you've just basically opened yourself up to a global opportunity for people to contact you. Absolutely. And um, so, where can they find you for anything for um, local mentorship or getting involved in local organizations be they civic or nonprofit or? talking about finance and, and doing that themselves because you're also in like Women United in Philanthropy. Yes. I mean, all these different yes. things. Yes. So and where can they find you? So I have a, a
1: large Facebook presence. Uh, I do. Um, I, I, I try to brand myself on there. I don't quote unquote market. Uh, I am a mortgage lender, but uh, I use Facebook to try to brand uh, that so I will tell you to reach great, out videos on yeah, there yes and, yeah. I do do a lot of that outside my box but I do it
0: and what and, is your it's just your name Julia yeah
1: Julia Roberts okay. um, on Facebook or message me I'm I have sorry. a LinkedIn
0: okay go ahead tell me your LinkedIn and then I'm going to tell you a funny story yeah okay.
1: link so so on LinkedIn also Julia Roberts Fulton Mortgage Company. Um, I, you know, with Fulton, you can go to Fulton Mortgage Company. Type my name in; uh, my name's going to come up there. Um, it'll have direct link to my email. Um, but I, I don't. My information's out there. Unfortunately, my cell phone's out there. People call, text um, me anytime. We're not going to
0: publish that. Well, <laughs> it,
1: it's okay. It's it's on. It's public knowledge. It's on my website. It's on my Facebook. And you know, I encourage people. You know, to reach out. I, I, I do try to, as Andrea has so. Uh, vigorously encouraged me time after time is to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't answer the calls always at eight and nine
0: o'clock at night, but if it's an emergency, certainly I will. Okay, so we like to close out the show by asking the guests what is one thing that you can always be optimistic about, even when everybody else thinks you're crazy? So show us your fun side. What you got?
1: What am I optimistic about? Yes, ma'am.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: what am I not optimistic about? <laughs> you know, I am always optimistic about having fun. Okay, I think you always have to have fun, you've got to laugh. I agree, <laughs> whatever you do, you make it yes, you've just got to laugh, laugh, go laugh about it, laugh at yourself.
0: And if you, you can't see her, and we're not recording this on video, a lot of my other guests we record on Zoom, which I will hopefully use eventually later in YouTube shows. But um, what you can't see is that she's sitting here with a big grin on her face. Right. And I'm, I'm thinking, that's right. She always has that grin on her face. And there are times in a coaching session, I'll look at her and go, are you serious? Do you, I know. <laughs> do you mean that? Because she's got a big grin on her face. But having fun really does make a difference. Mm-hmm putting a sense of fun in there, that childlike wonder, making sure everything, that's all part of being optimistic and being present. So, Julia, thank you so much. Yes, thank I you. I love visiting with you. Mm-hmm. I am so glad we worked out this. And, boy, if you had seen me earlier today, you would have seen me trying to figure out all the tech on this because this is the first in-person. So, hopefully, as we move forward and we get through this pandemic, I'll get to have more people in person and have you back as well. I, I'm
1: looking forward to it.
0: All right. Thank you, friend. Thanks. Isn't she great? I mean, really, she is optimistic about just about everything. I wish you could have seen her face. Her eyes literally sparkled when she talked about having fun in all things. But let's talk about how she decides to be optimistic about everything. When asked about the one principle she relies on to keep her on track, it's that she trusts in God's provision. Her personal faith is strong, and that helps her stick it out through the really tough times. The ability to persevere and not give up builds character, creating a good model for others to follow. Now, Julia is a planner and she believes in making a plan and working it, but the habits she uses to help her stay on track include knowing and understanding both her priorities and her values. First, she worked diligently to uncover her core values, those characteristics that make her who she is. Then she applied those to her life, creating a list of priorities on which to focus. Y'all, she uses simple tried and true methods to remind herself what's important, like putting sticky notes on her bathroom mirror containing affirmation statements. She's picked up some great self-coaching methods along the way, like understanding the correlation between what we say, think, hear, and do. She's heard me say it plenty. What I think is what I feel. What I feel is what I say. And what I say is what I do. Now, if you find yourself thinking that you might be a leader like Julia, who wants to use the skills and knowledge you already have to help others, here's her advice. First, figure out your passion. She's blessed to be able to use her financial knowledge to help others achieve their dreams, which is her actual passion. So take a look outside yourself and see if there's a way to use your skills in an off-label kind of way. Personally, I don't automatically think servant leader when someone says they're in the mortgage business. Now, if things don't line up for you, maybe it's a good time to reevaluate. I personally went through several years of searching. I took advantage of several types of assessments and evaluations, and the Maxwell Method of DISC is an excellent tool that can point you in the right direction. Finally, she offered these bits of advice on how to move forward either way. First, use technology to your advantage. You can find just about anything online these days and you may be surprised at the good that you can do using the digital platforms you're already on. Second, find a mentor. Look for someone doing what you want to do. And if they have a proven track record and are open to helping, then just ask the worst thing they can say is no. And they just might say yes. Third, try, fail and try again. Now, as much as we don't like this advice, it's some of the most profound and solid advice you will ever receive. John Maxwell wrote an entire book on this concept titled, Failing Forward, Turning Mistakes into Stepping Stones for Success. Okay, let's look at how Julia embodies the tenets of intentional optimism. First, she's optimistic, she's hopeful, positive, and proactive. But boy, is she courageous. She's willing to lead, and her principle of sticking it out speaks to her resiliency. She's energetic. She's industrious. Her joy for life and the fact that she's optimistic about always having fun is extremely life-focused. She's wise. You heard her calm, measured, and respectful tone, and she respects others' ideas and beliefs. She's intentional, and her planning... Totally is in the wheelhouse here she teaches others how to plan for their future and is dedicated to her own growth but most of all she's present her servant heart is the perfect example of generosity kindness and openness she's an unconventional leader in the sense that she's passionate about helping others giving them the opportunity to own their own home She knows her core values, who she is, and she stands in them each day, which makes her a fantastic role model, and she's willing to step up to both show and empower others how to reach their own dreams, and she's committed to personal growth. Trust me, I'm her coach. She is committed to personal growth. She works hard, and she's willing to do what it takes to create the life that resonates with those values that she is so passionate about. Remember, unconventional leaders lead at every level in any area using their unique gifts, and Julia has chosen to use her unique gifts to humbly serve and lift up others. Does her story inspire you to do the same? Well, you can. These principles of intentional optimism or unconventional leadership are attainable, Julia was a single mom with small children and she decided just to make a difference. She took simple, logical steps, one at a time, and they built on each other, growing her into the leader she is today. If you'd like to discover your strengths, let's talk about getting you a DISC assessment. The Maxwell Method of DISC provides a 30-page report that will help you tap into your greatest motivations, dramatically improve your relationships, and accelerate your results just email me at andrea@theintentionaloptimist.com at and we'll set up a time to chat. Now, if you're looking for Julia, she can be found on Facebook and LinkedIn or on the Fulton Mortgage website, but everything will be listed for you in the show notes. So until next time. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you're an intentional optimist and you love this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review with a five-star rating. You can also snap a screenshot right where you're listening, share it to social media, and tag me. This helps others find us and we'll have an even bigger impact. If you're curious what it would be like to work more closely with me or just to step up as an unconventional leader yourself, I invite you to schedule a free discovery session to talk with me and learn more. Just email me at Optimist.com. If you're looking for an encouraging and uplifting community on Facebook, hop on over and join the Intentional Optimist group, women encouraging women from all over the globe. The community and email links are right here in the show description wherever you listen to the podcast. Until next time, remember, you're the answer. You are the future of leadership and the role models for future generations.